There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Vayeshem. Shabbos Hanukkah and a freilach and happy Hanukkah to all of you on this first day of Hanukkah as we prepare for one of the most special Shabbosas of the year. Shabbos Hanukkah we know is renowned throughout the world as being a, a unique and special Shabbos. Of course, today's learning, Bezal Hashem, is going to be a zechus for a fushlema for Ilana Bat Zelda, Elisheba Lea Bas Devora, Pinina Bas Tema, Simcha Chona Koyen Ben Freida, Ben Yosef Ben Tzipora, Amitai Ben Shoshana, and Avshloim Aleib Ben Etel. May the schools of our Torah learning taka be a full shleim for them, and she also be zeche to be gesund and mamish shalem bekorim bekorim mamish. So this week is Pasha Svayesh, we're going to speak just a few minutes about the Pasha and then devote the main part of our, of our broadcast today to summon Yonim around Hanukkah. So we have in this week's Pasha the incident of Yehuda and, and Tamar. And at the last moment, of course, Tamar is about to be killed for the act of indiscretion, for an act of immorality while she was waiting so supposedly to marry Yehuda's, Yehuda's uh, son, and she sends, without wanting to embarrass her father-in-law Yehuda, she sends the items of clothing that he had given her as a security, and it says, Vayayman, he says, how can I, do you remember? Whose are this signet ring, this wrap, and, and this stuff? Rashi explains that in this context, the word no, hake no, recognize if you please, expresses nothing but a request. Tamar replied, please recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu and do not destroy three souls. Because at that point, Tamar was pregnant and she had two unborn twins. According to Rashi, when Tamar said, if you please, it was simply a plea for mercy. It was an appeal to Yehuda's sense of Yerushamayim, of Firov HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaRav Shlomo derives a powerful insight from Rashi. See, we are accustomed to thinking that the manner and approach for one to develop is a profound recognition and perspective of Hashem is through the study of philosophical works such as Mayunavuchim, Guide for the Perplexed by, by the Rambam, and, and Sefer Ikrim, the Book of Principles by Rav Yosef Alba, he was a student of Rav Chasle Klekos. We have two philosophical treaties that delve into various aspects of Jewish faith. From Tamar, however, we derive that it is not through the study and the mastery of such kind of eclectic works that one will gain a deeper understanding of Hashem, but rather the ability to rise above one's ego, to chance public embarrassment in order to save three lives. This is recognizing Hashem. Hakaras Habayre. Acknowledging HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Knowing that there is a supreme being who created and guides every aspect of this world down to the most infinitesimal creation. That knowledge is absolutely crucial. Such acknowledgement occurs when a person, upon being confronted with the challenge of having to overcome a mida, a, a character trait, in this case, his own covet, his own honor, his own public esteem, 
nonetheless demonstrates a willingness to, so to speak, face the music, to suffer the consequences in order to preserve the truth. This is what it means to acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yehuda understood the meaning of true covenant as opposed to the imaginary illusory covenant for which people kill themselves in, in the temporal world. We convince ourselves somehow that outward appearances and the self-imagined uh, deceptiveness, we think <laughs> they're real, have, have meaning. When essentially the only real honor is honor of truth, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu confers upon a person. We do not exchange the mythical or delusional for the authentic. This is 11.9 High FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with much, much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parshas Vayeshev, Shabbos Hanukkah, Tov Shin Pei Dalet. What an amazing, amazing week it is, Baruch Hashem. First day of the wonderful eight days of Hanukkah. And we are here together to learn a little bit about Parshas Vayeshev, a little bit about, <coughs> about Hanukkah. And we start as follows. We know, and in fact the Chido explains it in his Sefer, Rosh David. He says that the Greek people, our Greek oppressors, chose three specific mitzvahs to legislate against and ban from being performed by the Jewish nation. The first one was Brit Milah. No Jew was allowed to have a Brit Milah. Number two was Shabbos. No Jew was allowed to keep any of the observances of Shabbos. And the third was Rosh Chodesh. We weren't allowed to sort of intercalculate the, the, the month and declare any day as, as Rosh Chodesh. It says, what was the reason for these three specific mitzvahs? Because the common denominator of all three of these mitzvahs is they all have something directly to do with creating a manifestation of our Kaddish Baruch Hu's Shechina upon us. What we call Hashra's Hashchina. The Shechina coming down and dwelling amongst us. Because by the very, very fact that the Jewish nation fulfills these particular mitzvahs, we merit that our Kaddish Baruch Hu's Shechina, our Kaddish Baruch Hu's desire to be close to us Right, comes comes down and and is felt so blatantly, so openly by those who perform these mitzvahs, and that was what the Yavanim most wanted to sort of sponge out of this world to stop happening. The Shechina, no, we don't want the Jews to feel that greatness. We don't want the Jews to feel that kedusha. We don't want to feel the Jews to feel the inspiration of being close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, it's specifically those mitzvahs we're going to do our very, very best to wipe out and not allow the Jews to fulfill. Let's take them one at a time. The mitzvah of Brismillah, the circumcision that every Jewish boy experiences ideally on the eighth day of his life, because through the performance of this uh, um, uh, mitzvah, Every single Jew becomes, as the Sfarim say it, a Merkava, a chariot, a resting place for the Shechina. Through the fact that we have the Brismila performed on us, we become the, 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 the uh, a, a person who is so close, who is being embraced and hugged by the Shechina, as in fact we find that by Avraham Avinu, that after he was, he was brisked, 
What's the very next thing we read about? At the end of Lech Lecha, Avram performs the bris. The very next thing we read about, in the beginning of the next parsha of Ayera, Vayera Elav Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes, the Shekhinah comes to visit Avram. And remember, he, the Shekhinah didn't come to give over any message to have a specific purpose. It was just simply so Avram could bask in his presence because now he had Ebris Ebris Mila. This final brings down in the beginning of Pasha's uh, Bayera that at the moment when we fulfill this mitzvah of Bris Mila, we merit that the Shekhinah comes down and manifests itself and dwells in our midst. And because of this, that's why the custom is that at a Ebris Mila, we prepare a special chair. And we say, right, that, that uh, 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 this is the chair for the bris. And he brings down his father, he says, Hashem, he says, because there, when Avraham Avinu performed the bris mila, so then, not only him, but his whole household also experienced the bris mila together with him. In that very spot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu came and allowed his shkina to come down, to rest, to be together with Avram Avinu. Right? And, and, and that's in fact the way it is for anyone who fulfills the mitzvah of Bismillah. As it says, later, even later in the Torah, which says in Pashnat Sabim, Atem, uh, uh, Atem Nitzavim Hayam. We're all standing before Akadish Baruch Why? What was the purpose of standing there? La To pass us and to enter us into a covenant with Akadish Baruch or as it says, Vayichrais Lifnei Hashem. Right? They, 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 they made this treaty before Hashem. Vayamdu Chol HaOmbebris. And everyone <coughs> was faithful to the treaty that, that they had, that they had made. And it, uh, it, it, it seems that by Avram, that he was prepared Avram wasn't surprised when the Shekinah came to visit him. Avram was fully conscious of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would, would come. And so we find by Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu was traveling back to Mitzrayim, <coughs> and he had neglected to timeously perform the Brismila on his son. So it says, Hashem. Hashem encountered him. That uh, he didn't come there to speak to Moshe Rabbeinu, but his Shekhinah appeared in order to, to, to remind Moshe Rabbeinu, hey, it's time for you to do a bris on, on your son so that I can allow my Shekhinah to dwell in your midst. As it says, a bris is a, is a treaty. Between me and between you for all generations. And maybe, maybe that's in fact the reason why we have a special chair at the time of the Mila. And, 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 uh, and, uh, that, that's experiences that this, the skin, the place that the Shkina is going to, is going to descend to. So that's the importance. Of Brismila. And that's why the Yavanim were, were absolutely keen to stamp that out and make sure that there wouldn't be that opportunity at the very, very nascent moment of a child's life to already expose them, to already have the Shkina come down to it. <coughs> Secondly, Shabbos Kodesh. The Zayar brings down, quoting the Postdoc, we say of a Shabbos, to make the Shabbos for all the generations. He says, don't read the word as for their generations. For their dwelling places. So to speak, the Shekhinah takes up residence by every single Jew in the residence of every single Jew who keeps Shabbos. The Shekhinah comes down to spend Shabbos with him.
So again, another open manifestation of HaKadosh Baruch Hashina and what the Yivanim was so eager to snuff out. Kiddush HaKadosh, sanctifying the new moon. So the Gemara brings in Sanhedrin that if it wasn't for the fact that the Jewish nation was able to we'd only have the opportunity to be once a month when we say that would be that would be sufficient. And the Chazal saying in the Medrash that the Malchiasharis ask Akadish Baruch when is going to be Rashkadish? And Akadish Baruch answers them, come. Let us go and let's ask the Bezdin down here. So we see how Kaddish Baruch himself comes to the Jewish nation through, through the Kiddush, through the Kiddush HaKadish. So this explains their blatant opposition to these particular mitzvahs because they all stood very antithetically to what the Romans wanted to achieve, which was that we should all be Romans, we should be like, sorry, we should all be Greeks, we should all be like them. And of course, we can never be like them because we live together with our Kaddish Baruch This is 101.9, Chai FM, the program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with much, much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Parshas, Vayeshev, Shabbos, Hanukkah, Tovshin, Peidal. We are talking about the Yivanim, who specifically legislated against the Jews performing three mitzvahs. The mitzvah of Brismila, the mitzvah of Shabbos, and the mitzvah of Rosh Kodesh. And we've explained that what is sort of uh, 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 common to all three of these mitzvahs, is that they all bring about the fact that the Shekhinah, God's divine presence, comes right down and joins us down here with the performance of these mitzvahs. And that was the one thing they detested the most. They wanted us to be like them. And of course, when we have the Shekhinah with us, we can never and will never, ever be be like them. In fact, we we, uh, we perhaps we can explain uh, what we say in the Alanisim text, we say, when the evil Greek kingdom stood up, against your nation Israel, that was Rambam says, to make them forget, your Torah, and to try to make them violate, that which was your Ratzin, and obviously, it really should have said, Lavi Ram, me, from the Torah. Why does it say Torah Secha? So the Bach brings down in Simon Mem Zion regarding the Birchah Satara, the blessings we say every morning. He says there that the main purpose of Limurat Torah needs to be, we have to learn with the Kavana, that through learning of Torah, we should become the throne, we should become the chariot for, for the Shkinah And he writes at length, at length about that. And, and the, these evil Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, they didn't mind that we should learn Torah, but they were absolutely opposed for us learning Torah that might be Torah Secha, that through it, that's going to bring us to a closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and from the Shkinah to come, come down here. And again, in order to sort of entrench in our minds that we have no longer any connection, that we are no longer the throne, we are no longer the chariot for the Shekhinah. So the Greeks commanded us to write on the horn of an ox, Ein lochem You no longer have any portion, you have no longer any connection to to HaKadosh Baruch and they specifically chose an ox, because an ox represents the sin of the golden calf, the chet, the chet ha'egel. And through the chet of the egel, right, Christ was no longer considered eligible 
to be considered Tichelek Hashem Amoy. That we are, uh, uh, literally considered to be part of Hashem. Yaakov Chedel Nachalos. In other words, the, the Yavonim, right? Even though we received, and Mechila, we received the atonement for the golden calf. We received it on, on Yom Kippur. And through that we were Zoyche to, to the Chag Asukais and then to the commandment of, of Asuli Mikdash Shachanti Besechem. We could perhaps say that corresponding to this, or perhaps in, 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 uh, in, in contradistinction to that, we merit to an additional kind of a kapara, right, for, uh, for Yom Kippur. Actually, Yom Kippur actually extends until Hanukkah. In fact, uh, 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 Yeshua, uh, Mizikov brings down in his Sefer Ateres, Ateres Yeshua's, based on a Mishnah in, in Mesechas Shkodim. And in that Mishnah, very interesting Mishnah. In that Mishnah, it brings down the, the way we know that every time a Jew brought a Korban, so many Korbanas, many sacrifices besides the animal required the purchase and, and, and the offering of what we call Nisachim, which is wine libations that had to be brought together with, with the, with the carbon. And there were two, the Mishnah tells us, there were two people in charge of giving out these, uh, bits, bits of wine to bring together with the carbonus. One of them was Yoichanan. And the second was called Achia. Now, in the chamber where Yochanan worked, so that's where they would pay for the, for the Nesach. Obviously, you'll bring a carbon fine. The carbon costs money, but you also have to pay for the extra libations. And there you would get a, a ticket. Once you paid, you would get a ticket, and on that ticket was written the type of carbon you were going to bring, because each particular type of sacrifice required a, a different type of wine libation. And, and, uh, those were the, uh, and, and those, uh, tickets, so Yochanan sealed them with his, with his, uh, signet ring. Now, once you had that ticket, so then they would go to Achia, which was the second sort of room where they dealt with these things, and there, uh, uh, you would give them your ticket, and he would give you the appropriate amount of wine and oil that you needed depending on what the ticket said and what carbon you were, you were bringing. And towards evening, so Achia and, and, and Yochanan would meet, and Achia would receive from Yochanan all the money, right? That's, that, that had to sort of balance with all the number of tickets that, that, uh, that Achia had. And obviously it had, then they had a balance. The amount of money had to agree with the amount of tickets that were, that were sold. Now, there were four different types of, of tickets. Number one, if you brought a, a, a cough, so a, uh, it was like similar to a carbon that was brought from cattle where the wine and the oil were each one half a hen. We'll see why I'm doing this. Each one you had to bring a half a hen of oil and a half a hen of, of wine. If you were bringing a, a, a male, that was a, a, a ram, so, so, uh, uh, there, the nisachim and the oil were a third of, of, of a hin. Not a half, but a third of a hin. If you bring a goat, so a goat is a carbon that's brought from a lamb, which is in its first year, and the amount of oil you would need, the amount of wine you would need, was a quarter of of a hen. If a person had to bring a sin offering, so that was the same as the carbon that was brought by someone who was 
a a a mitzayra, where he had to be three different animals, and and therefore the he needed three animals, and he had to buy for in that situation he had to buy nine lug of 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 oil. Number five, according to Ben Azai, there was a fifth ticket, and that was for a poor person. And a poor person, let's say, was someone who became a Mitzayra, but couldn't afford the full price of the Kabbanis, and, and he would bring just one animal instead of, instead of the three, the three animals. The Mishnah carries on to teach us what was the Alacha if someone lost his ticket, so that he had to hang around and wait until the evening. In other words, if someone paid, he paid Yochanan for a ticket and, and, and exchange for the, for the ticket. And Yochanan gave him the ticket. And between the time he got it and the time he went to Chia to get his wine, he lost the, the, the ticket. And he hadn't yet redeemed it by Achia. So then they would have to wait till the evening when Yochanan and Achia would meet together and make their cheshman. So if, when they, when they worked it out, it came out that Yochanan had exactly the same amount of money that he was supposed to, so then it was a problem. If Yochanan had more money than the amount of tickets that, uh, uh, that Achia had, so then, we, there was a simon that obviously this person is telling the truth, and he did lose it, and and uh, the ticket he has, which was paid for, but didn't appear in Achia's uh, a box, was clearly an extra ticket, and therefore we can believe in what he claims, and we'll give him back the, or we'll give him uh, uh, for the next day, because each one was marked for that day, we'd give him another uh, a ticket to use the next uh the next next day in instead comes Rabbi Shulam and says almost like a a, 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 a remez the Gemara in Shabbos on Daf Kofalif tells us that when when the Hashmonim came back to the base of Mikdash they searched and they couldn't find only one pach of oil that had the seal of the coin going on it. Now, in the same as we know that Yom Kippur is the day where our decision, our, our, our judgment is sealed, so it says, so is Hanukkah. And, and in fact, we find that the words par, bull, soyer, right, which are the korbanas that were brought on Yom Kippur as a kapara for all of so if you add that up, the gematria of par and sayer, including the two words itself, equals the same uh, gematria as Matisio, who was the Kohen Godel to the, to the Hashmanoi family, who was Zoyche, that his children were the ones that overcame and beat the Yavonim and chased them and all their tumor out of out of Eretz Yisrael. And in fact, if you uh, 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 take the words kaf and machta, spoon and, and the pan, which were the implements that were used to to perform the most uh, incredibly important part of the service of, of Yom Kippur, which was, it was what they used to bring the katerahs, the incense, into the Holy of Holies, Lifnab and Yifnim. So those uh, two words, Kaf and Machta, have the same gematria as Pach and Chosim. Because those were the, uh, uh, also the items that were used for the nace of, of Kanaka. So he says, using this allusion, so the Ater Yeshua explains the words of the mission. It says, if someone lost his ticket, in other words, if someone never merited to a complete kapara on Yom Kippur, he lost it. But 
and 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 we don't know if if in fact his his decision was a positive one. So what do we have to do? Says the Mishnah, Erev." We have to wait until the evening. And in other words, if he waits all the way till Hanukkah, on on Hanukkah, he could may perhaps merit to get a complete and 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 uh, and proper final judgment, because we know that on Hanukkah, where the mitzvahs every night to light the the near Hanukkah, which is done of course again every every evening. And therefore, he says, this is the illusion of the words of the Mishnah. If someone is looking for Nisachim, someone needs libations for his Kabbalists, so he has to first go to Yechanan, because he was in charge of the Chesamas, he was in charge of the tickets, right? That hints to Matisyao ben Yechanan, the Koen Golo, that through him, the whole nace of Hanukkah transpired. In other words, if someone was looking for Mechila, Kapara, he feels he didn't get it properly on, on, on Yom Kippur, and he's looking for one last chance to get his act together and Bez Hashem to all the blessings and all the good things he wants for his, for his year. So let him go to Hanukkah, right? And to the miracles of Hanukkah that were done by, by Matisio Ben, Ben, Ben Yechen. Now, we know that all the miracles that were performed on on uh, on Hanukkah came to literally prove to the 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 Yavanim that they have no control over us because the the Greeks claimed that the Shekhinah no longer dwells on on the Jewish nation and therefore first of all came the miracle of the little jar of oil. Right and and prove that these miracles can happen. This little jar of oil can burn for eight eight days, as in fact the Gemara in Shabbos says that um, it says outside the Poreches Yarech they would set up the Menorah. And the Gemara asks, "What do we actually need the light of of the Menorah?" But for the whole entire forty years at Klaiso, we're traveling in the desert. They, uh, the, we went by Hashem's light. Why do we have to light a menorah for Hashem? He doesn't need it. But Alan says, well, no, it is a testimony to everyone that comes to the world, that the Shekhinah dwells amongst, amongst the Jewish nation. What is this Edus? So Rav says, that's the, the most western candle where the coin every evening would put exactly the same amount of oil in that candle as he put in all the other ones, and he actually, it would burn for a full 24 hours when he went to set up the candles the next night, he would put that candle out. That was the miracle. Right? Even though all the other six candles had gone out already in, in the morning, and they had the same amount of, of oil. And Rashi brings that also on, on Apostle in, in Chagai, where the, where Navi says, Kikayam Hashem Tzvaka, so says Hashem, Oid Achas Ma'at He, Vani Marishas Hashemayim Vesoritz. A little bit more, and I'm gonna make a, such a tumult in the heaven and the earth, Vesayam and the sea, Vesacharav on the dry land. And Rashi says, what does it mean, Oid Achas Ma'at, a little bit more? He says, from, from the moment, where the Persian uh, Empire ceased to exist, right, which is uh, controlling you now, there's just one more kingdom that's going to come and rule over against you to cause you all sorts of pain, right? And and uh, and it's only going to be a small, small time that it's going to go rule, and then I'm going to create such a, a, a uproar with all the nisim that's going to happen for the Hashmanoim. Right? I'm, I'm gonna shake heaven and, heaven and earth. And I'll understand that my shkina dwells in, in this, in this house. Right? And then you'll be able to bring, uh, gifts of, of silver and, and gold as it says, uh, 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 in, 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 in the holy, in the holy books. And therefore the Hashmanoim were called Makabi because they revealed 
us, says the Shla, Shla Kodesh, that Maccabees, of course, Baruch Kavayit Hashem Mim Kaima, that the Shkina of HaKadosh Baruch is, is present in, in our, in our midst. In fact, the Tzlach brings down very, very powerfully, he says that during these days of Hanukkah, it's so important to pay attention and be so mindful of fixing up all those different things that often can cause the Shekinah to leave the Jewish nation. Now, we want the Shekinah in our midst, but certain things we know cause the Shekinah to leave us. And that revolves particularly around our, our conduct in the Beit Knesset, in Shul, where we're told that the Shekinah comes and, and wants to be there, wants to hear our, our davening. But if there's conversation going on in Shul, if people are not taking davening seriously, but they're walking around and doing everything under the sun, besides properly focusing and concentrating on their davening, then that will cause the Shekinah to go away. At home, at home is also welcome Shekinah to be careful about the things we look at, the things we see, the things we watch, the way we speak. Because those things also, if we do them wrong, God forbid, can cause the Shekinah to leave us. And of course, particularly in this period, we so direly, we so urgently need that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should caress us, should be near us, should hold our hands and, and take us this difficult time that we're living. Let the Hanukkah light be the, the beacon of hope, of trust, to remind us that yes, if we do this right, we can bring the Shekhinah into our lives and make a difference for ourselves, our family, and all of the Jewish nation. Here's one more point The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with our Hilchus Shabbos uh, slot. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayeshev, also Erev Shabbos Hanukkah, in fact today is the first day of Hanukkah, and Hanukkah Sameach, HaFelech, and Hanukkah to all of our radio family. Thank you so much for taking the time on a hectic, busy Erev Shabbos, so much to do, so much to set up, to come listen, to get a little bit of chizuk on, on, uh, on Erev Shabbos, to take it with us into the Shabbos, as you always do at this time, to go through the important times that are relevant for this particular Shabbos, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the halachas that apply particularly around Shabbos Hanukkah and Moitzi Shabbos Hanukkah in terms of lighting the candles. So this afternoon, the earliest time for lighting your Shabbos candles, and let's say Hanukkah candles also, is at 525. 525 is because the earliest time for lighting Shabbos candles or lighting Hanukkah, Hanukkah candles. We'll talk in a moment about the Hanukkah candles. Uh, and then as I said, it's great. Uh, you know, usually it's a really, really good thing to start uh, one Shabbos uh, early. Obviously, if you're going to light your Shabbos candles, then you're going to have to have lit your Hanukkah candles also, which just creates a little complication because, of course, we know that Hanukkah candles have to burn until a half an hour after nightfall. And and being as uh, Ashkia is only at 6.51, so therefore uh, uh, nightfall is only about 10 minutes past 7, so they have to burn until about 20 to 8. <coughs> so if you want to light candles, your Hanukkah candles at 5.25, well then you're going to have to have quite long candles that they're going to have to burn for over two and a quarter hours until at least 20 to 20 to 8. So the earliest time is 5.25. The latest time for benching lich this Shabbos is at 6.33. 6.33 is the latest time for us to light our 
are Shabbos candles, and therefore, obviously, uh, our Hanukkah candles have to be lit before that, because one has to light the Hanukkah candles before the Shabbos candles. Once you've lit the Shabbos candles, well, then that becomes Shabbos, and uh, you're not going to be able to light Hanukkah candles once it's ready Shabbos. So, therefore, the latest time for benching Shabbos licht is 6.33, and therefore the Hanukkah lift must be lit before before that. And obviously, uh, 6.33 is the latest time, and really, as I always say, you need to consider that, that from that time on, it is definitely Shabbos. We only use the time after candlelighting for extreme emergencies where a person really uh, needs to uh, do something that's going to avoid him breaking Shabbos in a serious, serious way if he uses the, those 18 minutes. But basically, 6.33 is when we start Shabbos. This week, even those communities that often start at 6.15 will not, they will start later in order to facilitate lighting the Hanukkah candles as late as possible before before 6, before 6.33. A night then we said is shkiz at 6.51, which means that if you want to wait until nightfall and be able to say uh, Krishna properly and fulfill the, the mitzvah, that would be then at 7.09. 7.09 is the correct time for saying Krishna, And then, of course, one can sit down and sit by the Hanukkah candles and enjoy a, a Shabbos Hanukkah, uh, a Shabbos Suda, and with all the stick trimmings, of course, because Shabbos Hanukkah is one of the very special Shabbosas of the of the year, and therefore to silly just uh, truly sit down and and make a uh, make a party, a Shabbos party, out of out of it. Tomorrow, of course, is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Vayeshev, and also it is it is Shabbos Hanukkah, which means that we're going to be uh, first of all we'll be saying Hallel. As part of chakras, all eight days of Hallel, of, of Hanukkah, we say the full, the full uh, Hallel, so it's a great opportunity to be there and participate in a beautiful, beautiful Hallel. Uh, because it's Shabbos Hanukkah, we take out two Sifre Torah, we lay in the normal Pasha of the week, which this, this year happens to be by Yeshev. It's a little bit unusual, because usually the, the Shabbos on which Shabbos Hanukkah falls out is usually Pashas Miketz. This year, just because the way the calendar, uh, fell, that, uh, it worked out that, that Hanukkah actually started before Pashas, uh, Vayeshev, and, and therefore this week is Shabbos Hanukkah. So we take out two Sifatot, one for the Pasha, one for that day's reading of Hanukkah. The Haftarah is, uh, is the special Haftarah for Shabbos. Hanukkah starts with the words Rani Vesimchi and describes the, the vision of the, uh, of the Menorah that, uh, the Navi, the Navi, uh, had. Beautiful, beautiful Haftarah. This Shabbos is also Shabbos Mavarchim. It has to be. Uh, there's always the Rosh Chodesh during, during Hanukkah, being as Hanukkah starts on the 25th of the month of, of Kislev. Rosh Chodesh will be one day Rosh Chodesh only on Wednesday, Wednesday, the sixth day of, of Hanukkah is, is Rosh Chodesh, uh, a Teves, uh, and, uh, and, and therefore that's a, uh, special, special day, whatever your shul does normally to commemorate Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, uh, oh, sorry, or oh, Shabbos Mubarakim of Rosh Chodesh, uh, will happen this week, be it a Cholent, be it a Shir, whatever, whatever it, uh, it is, and of course, it's a quite a long Shabbos. Of course, don't forget to say al Anisim in all the Shemon Esrays, right? Both uh, 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 Friday night and uh, both all three or four Shemon Esrays on on Shabbos. You must say al Anisim. Also, of course, we started saying the same Talumata uh, recently the other night. So, of course, on any weekday Shemon Esrays, one needs to add that uh, in. Shabbos is, is quite a long Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 7.27, 27 minutes past 7 is the end of Shabbos, and then of course we have to rush home and, and light and light the, the, the Hanukkah candles. Let's just talk about a moment. So, on, on as you said, on Erev Shabbos, it's quite clear that, well, first of all, you cannot light normally during the week 
on Hanukkah. So we have a discussion about when we light the candles. Some people light at sunset. Some people light Hanukkah candles at, at night. Obviously, that's not going to apply on, on Friday night because by the time it's sunset on, on Friday, Shabbos is for sure come in and you can't, you can't light a fire. And even near Shkia time, we should not be lighting candles because we know that we, we discussed there's a mitzvah to add on to, to, uh, to, uh, Shabbos from the weekday and to Makabal Shabbos before the Shkia Sacham. That's our 18 minutes from candlelighting is our addition to Shabbos where we've taken some of the time, in this case, from 6.33 till 6.51, which really officially is Friday, and we've made that definitely into into part of uh, of Shabbos. We've added to the Kodesh, and, and we've accepted Shabbos before, before Shkia. Practically speaking, in most of the communities, the Minig is... That even though there are many communities who in the summertime accept Shabbos early at 6.15, this week we will accept Shabbos at the normal time at 6.33, and that becomes the time for lighting Shabbos candles, and that's usually what's, what's, what's printed in the, in the calendars. Shabbos Hanukkah, therefore we will light then the Hanukkah licht before we like the nearest, the nearest Shabbos. That's the way we, 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 we do it. Now, um, the truth is, as, as I said, the Pesume Nisa, the publicity of the Nase is that the, uh, happens mostly at, at night. And therefore, as we say, one has to be very careful that you should put enough oil or big enough candles in order that the candles will burn for at least a half an hour after night till at least 20 to 8. So you, you're going to have to light, let's say, your, your, your candles, the latest at about 6.25, and they have to burn until 20 to 8. The little candles in the box will, generally speaking, not give you an hour and a quarter, and therefore you're going to need to use bigger candles or or more oil to ensure you get a full usage that the candles will burn at least until until uh, uh, 20 to 20. Okay, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about Maitre Shabbos in a minute. This is 101.9 and the program is Soul to Soul and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayeshev, Erev Shabbos Hanukkah, Tov Shin Pei Dalit. Today is the first day of Hanukkah. We are discussing the laws around lighting candles tonight and then again on Moshe Shabbos. It is brought in Allah that it's a good idea <coughs> to actually daven mincha with a minion before one lights uh, uh, the Hanukkah candles because tefillah mincha really applies to Friday, the day before. Hadlakas neiris applies really to the night that's supposed to come. So therefore really it makes sense to daven mincha, which is definitely a Friday activity, before one lights the the Hanukkah candles, which are really being lit for Friday Friday uh, uh, night. But if them if it means sacrificing davening with a minion, in other words, if the minion in your place is davening late, then don't daven by yourself early. Rather, daven t- mincha together with the minion at whatever time the mincha. The minion happens, but if you have a choice, if you have a possibility of finding a shul where they daven mincha earlier before Adlaka's Nehemiah, that would be ideal. On Moitzah Shabbos, so we daven Mayrav first, and we will try to daven Mayrav as quickly as possible on Moitzah Shabbos, because we want to get home and and light and light Nehemiah's uh, Hanukkah. There's a world war out there about 
whether we light the the uh, uh, Hanukkah candles first or make Havdalah first. Each side has their own cogent argument. Those who say you should make Havdalah first uh, subscribe to the rule of Tadir V'She'ena Tadir Tadir Kodim. The thing that is more common comes before the more irregular thing. Havdalah you make every single Shabbos. Nevis Hanukkah is only eight times a year and therefore Havdalah should come first. Others say, no, light the Hanukkah candles first because we want to bring the Hanukkah candles up as early as possible after after night. And also, because if you can somehow delay Havdalah a little bit, we don't like saying goodbye to Shabbos. And if you can do something else, obviously we could, that doesn't mean just waste time, uh, make Havdalah 10 o'clock, that, that, that's not what we're talking about. But if we could sort of insert another mitzvah activity and thereby delay the making of Havdalah a little bit, that is also uh, ideal. Each person should uh, uh, follow their own custom, what their rob, what their shul, what their shul does. Obviously, before one lights any candles, one has to daven ma'av and say atachanatana, or at least say baruch hamavdil ben kodesh lechol. As we said, both minhagim have valid uh, sort of a, a rationale in in halacha, and basically you could do whatever your minig is and and follow and follow that way. And of course. Uh, uh, then we we still have the obligation to sit with the candles for 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 half an hour and enjoy them, not go running running off right away. To sit and and sing sing some songs, talk about the miracles of Hanukkah, talk about the miracles of your life that are Hanukkah miracles, and let's make this Hanukkah time of 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 miracles for ourselves, of miracles for the entire Jewish nation, we should see, please God, for the help of Hashem, we should see great things in every arena of, of our lives and, and the communal life, and please God, only hear, only hear wonderful, wonderful news and, and, and good and good tidings. Well, our time is up for this week, so it's just left for me, first of all, to thank you all for joining us and being part of our radio family, and secondly, to wish every single one of you a, a beautiful Shabbos of Afreilach and Hanukkah and Be'ez Hashem. It should be Taka time of, of Simcha and, 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 uh, and, and connection to Hashem and particularly to Torah. Hanukkah is, is the Chag of, of, of Torah. And therefore I just want to take opportunity to wish each and every one of our radio listeners, wherever you might be, on whatever device you might be listening, a good Shabbos and Afreilach and Hanukkah.